You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Alon. And I am Jimmy. And it's time to get embarrassed with us. Chia! is the place to be on a Thursday at 3, bringing this to you on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and on the TuneIn app. If you are listening there, you rock. And again, if you guys would like, you can donate to our show. Yes, you can. How do you do this, you may wonder? Mm. Well, first of all, you got to have cash dollars. Cash dollars. Cash dollars. American pesos. <laughs> American pesos. <laughs> this is what you need. You can go on to our website, and again, what is that, Alon? RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash L-A-R for our show specifically. And if you want to give to Radio Free Brooklyn as a general whole, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. You can give $1, $2, $5, $10, even $50. $50. Again, this is how you get us and how you did get us out of the basement and onto the main floor. Well, we're still in the basement now, but... Plenty of perks, though. Give for us a couple months. Yeah, there's plenty of perks for every donation level that you wish to provide to us. And yes, financial ease will come to us because of your generous donations. We have a very fantastic show lined up for you. And without further ado... Let's do it. Eric Barrigan and Axel Ito are brothers and hail from West New York, New Jersey. They are seasoned musicians, to say the least. They are both active and are playing shows everywhere in New York and beyond, even after their collaboration New Madrid ended in 2012. And they are here in the studio with us live. Welcome, Eric and Axel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello there. This is exciting. This is uh, not the first time we've had people in the studio, but it is the first time that we will be having people play music in the studio. Uh, the last time I said Doug Johnson played music, he rolled his eyes at me like, nope. Yeah, he's I, a, I'm a DJ. I don't play music. <laughs> I play other people's music. <laughs> but uh, Eric and Axel, you've been both playing music for quite a number of years now. When did you start playing music and what instruments do you play? You play guitar and you play drums, Axel? Respectively, yes. And when did you pick up your respective instruments? Well, basically, I, I, I'm still playing drums because I'm still looking for a drummer. So um, I started playing drums and uh, doing backing vocals years ago. I'm not going to tell you how long ago, but it was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a Nirvana cover band in West New York, New Jersey. Actually, I want to give a shout-out. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to uh, Hector Mendoza and Jason Alleman, if by some strike of internet gods hey you never you never know 
<laughs> listening to this podcast. I want to thank them Shows for international. Uh, thank Definitely. them exactly. I want to thank them for letting me live out my Dave Grohl fantasies. So, um, <laughs> Dave Grohl, whom is actually considered the uh, nicest man in rock and roll, whom I will actually work with because I will. Um, let's say after that, well, I just kept going with drums, I kept going with backing vocals. Uh, after that, and you know, resoundingly crashed because we couldn't come up with original music. Maybe like two or three songs. That, that was about it. What about you, Eric? Were you in any cover bands when you were younger? No, not at all. But I started playing at 13 because I, I wanted to be like Elvis. Like my before I before we left Ecuador, we're originally from Ecuador. Ecuador, sorry. Yeah. Yes. No, that's all right. No, but we did live in West New York. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, so somebody gave me this like LP, remember LPs, yeah, of Elvis, and then I wanted to be like Elvis. There was this Mexican soap opera in Venezuela where we moved called Baila Conmigo, Dance With Me, and everybody was like playing guitar. I'm like, you know what? That's how you get it. So I wanted to play guitar. My father played guitar, so he taught us guitar. And really from there is history. I played everywhere. I played with my brother. I played in like little uh, folkloric groups. I played in like death metal bands. I was really, yeah. can I curse? Yes. Yeah. I was really shit on death metal. Really, really shit. Yes, but this is, this is uh, freedom. This is freedom of speech. This radio. is, this this is independent radio. Yes, yeah, so uh, f bombs are allowed. All right, yeah. And there are grandmas listening, so we have to watch out for grandmas listening. No, no, no. But... It won't be. It won't be gratuitous. It won't be gratuitous. I'll try to make it count. But so yeah, yeah. Since thirty, I've been playing guitar. Really, that's my main instrument. I mean, I, I play uke. I play a little charango here and there, bass, but really. Guitar is my main one. You guys, sounds like you moved around quite a bit in your childhood. Yeah, definitely. Where were you guys born? Uh, well, I was born in Ecuador. You were born in Ecuador. All right. I'll, I'll say it my side. So I was born in Ecuador, and then the family moved from Ecuador to Scotland. Which is where I was born. I was born in Scotland. And Interesting. My parents were fulfilling this um, treaty where when my father finished his... Um, uh, masters. masters in marine biology. He was specializing in crustaceans, actually. Mm. Once he finished the master's degree, he was obliged to leave the country and return to any country of their liking, but they couldn't stay there. It was a student visa. That I was going to say, I can, I can hear your, uh, your Scotch accent. He, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oi! Yeah. He's wearing a kilt, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, if you, yeah. Can't, you can't hear on the radio, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very Scotch. Have you heard of the uh, Bay City Rollers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are my boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> After that, we went back to Ecuador, and then we moved to Venezuela, and from Venezuela, we came here, mm -hmm. and we actually went to upstate New York. We were in Binghamton. You know Binghamton? Of course I know Binghamton. Make up the Bing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm still fascinated that there's a West New York, New Jersey. I don't think I'm ever going to get over that. That's where we landed after everything. <laughs> West New York is where we what, landed. What was in West New York that brought you there? It Just was, inexpensive living, I suppose? Or? Was, I think it was a version of the the American dream, a version of a specific way of living the American dream. We had a free uh, public schooling, uh, free high school, free mm -hmm. everything was just at our disposal. Sure. So it was just a, a, a for, to meet our way, to meet our means was a was a no-brainer for us. It was very Spanish, yeah, very, very Spanish. Latino. Like it's like yeah, yeah, Peruvian yeah. restaurant, Colombian restaurant, and then we have Puerto Rican, and then Cuba. It's just in one block. It's like almost like Jackson Heights, like Roosevelt Avenue. Like that, that must have been kind of a trip uh, traveling yeah. and being in South yeah, America, yeah, yeah. and then seeing how it was appropriated in New Jersey, New York. If, you see, if you see Seneca Avenue in Myrtle, that's West New York. 
Got it. You can consider Western Europe something. For those not, not aware, a, um, Axel is referring to an area of the Ridgewood section yeah, of Queens, yeah. right on the border of Bushwick uh, here in Brooklyn, where it is a dominantly Hispanic area. Get, get a map. Correct. Get a map. And a, great, yeah. and a great strip, honestly. I love that strip. Yeah. I tell people, like, you know, I used to make jokes how I would, uh, you know, because I'm from Brooklyn, and I used to never go to Queens because I was prejudiced against Queens because it was over there and we were over here, and that was always going to be the way it was. And then when I first went to Ridgewood originally, I was like, this area is awesome. This neighborhood mm. is beautiful. And I don't know why I hated it so much growing up. <laughs> just, just as much as your, your, your voice. You're probably the first Brooklyn act that I hear with the deepest, sexiest voice. Right? <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's my, that's that's right. my bread and butter is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your voice actually reminds me of something. But I'm going to say it, but I don't you want can, to. Like, you can. I don't want to. All right. So you this is won't, it. won't offend me. All right, you know Dragon Ball Z, but not like the <laughs> subtitles, like the, like the dubs, yeah? The like, not, yeah, yeah next yeah. time on Dragon Ball, like, that's you. I can think you that say was you? Can you, you know what's so next funny is as we were doing that, before when we were doing the extras, I was doing, I said, next time on Lost and Rewound. In that same way, right? Yeah, it was. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Go the ball. I'm not knocking it. I love it. I love it. I'm not knocking it. I love it. I love I'll tell you, it serves me. It serves me well, man. It serves me. <laughs> Would you like a drink? Exactly. Can you, can I can't you even say, do it. Can you say this? Brought to you by Grandma's sexy little secret. <laughs> say that. <laughs> that's that's one of the most amazing things anyone's ever asked me to say, and I will do it. Brought to you by Grandma's sexy little secret. Ancestral. <laughs> yes. This is what yes. happens in the studio here. Wow. Um, wow, indeed. That was that was. So, for sexy. all you out there on the radio waves as well, I weigh a buck forty soaking wet. If you didn't, <laughs> so just so it's hard to give you guys. Get in line, ladies. Get in line. So you guys got to America as impressionable kids, and you obviously really. You know, you started uh, drinking the Kool-Aid from Western culture pretty quickly. You, I mean, you probably were listening to American music Certainly. even before you Ooh, got to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, obviously, it must yeah, have especially been... Especially Eric. Especially Eric. It was nice to be able to be even closer to the city or be by, you know, Maxwell's or uh, going to the Tramps or all these, you know, clubs that Maxwell's. were... Yeah, no. Yeah, Hoboken, we're talking Hoboken. You go yeah, to Hoboken yeah, yeah. or go to Tramps in the East Village in or wherever. It's still, it's still open. I thought it was, like, closed down when you found out it was still open. Do you have any fond memories of certain like first shows that you guys went to go see? Um, shows that I went to see shows. Hoboken, New Jersey. There was a place called Rodeo. It was a downstairs lounge. That's where, um, actually, I, th- I think it was Eric who told me about this singer songwriter thing yeah. and night going on. And I remember distinctively we had a blue Toyota Corolla car. Mm. I remember telling Eric, Eric, we're going. You're playing. I think Eric played. Yeah. But I remember telling him, Eric, I'm bringing my piano, I'm bringing my stool, I'm bringing my drum machine, I'm bringing my amp, I'm bringing everything. <laughs> nice. Eric's like, oh, okay, for the love of the art. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought our equipment down. Well, I, I brought the equipment down with Eric, and we set it up. I played, Eric played guitar. That was my first fond memory out of that. Do you guys remember the Elbow Room? I do know the Elbow Room, but I never went there. All right, so the Elbow Room, it was uh, Bleecker Street. It was right in front of the Bitter End. It was the Elbow Which is Room. now Lipozon Rouge. I think... No, Bitter End is still there. Oh, the Poisson Rouge. Across the street, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
You know, so, better, you know yeah. better run is the first place Bob Dylan played, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Eric brought some amazing artifacts from your guys' childhood. I don't even know where to begin, and these tapes are so rich with wonder. I did not even. <laughs> I sincerely know. I mean that most sincerely because he's, I, he's a tape lover. I wish yeah. I had more time to go through these. Well, let's dive into it. Uh, we have most of the tapes that you provided to me, Eric, are what effectively look to be more like 1985 era. The content, some of it is your father singing, some of which you are singing with him. Mm-hmm. There is also more of a mixtape, like songs off the radio. Correct, and yeah. all of it, in terms of the talking from humans, uh, not <laughs> off the radio, is in Spanish. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, so yeah. I, I understand nothing of what is being said, mm-hmm. I must admit. You know, I must say this, that the tapes originally are my father's tapes. Like, they're not ours. We inherited them, indeed, but they were my yeah. father's tapes. So that's why he's so... I never thought about it. I always thought of them as our tapes, but really, they're my father. My father recorded them. Yeah. That's right. really that's, that's, really, that's really special, man. Yeah, that's really, it really great. Is. I like really that. Is. I like that idea. Well, let's listen to this first one, and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about after this is done. Oh, dear. No, yo canto una canción de karate que dice momento I give it all oh shami nothing the cat oh my day to eliminate is a momento give it all oh shami nothing the cat Pues sí, es una cada una. Oh, ya 
Way that any guests have ever brought us back oh, from a class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. Way to bring the laughter. Folks. Anecdote. I, on that, on that um, recording, I had a bit of a cold, and full circle, I still have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you get all these years later when you're like you're you're a little child and you yeah. still can tell. 1985. 1985. 1985. And you were how old, the both of you? I must have been six. It was about three or four. Okay. Ish. And you both are singing in just the most adorable, like, way ever. Like, just in unison. Very, without missing a beat. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 sound, like a, like, I, I sound like a Spanish boy. Eric sounds a little Bolivian. <laughs> and whenever he talks. In those I, can't, I, I don't know the difference. The, <laughs> I remember. Got... <laughs> yeah, I got the Bolivian ear. Yeah. I'm a Bolivian ear. <laughs> we always sang. My father sang. So we always sang. You know, actually... Even in school in, in Ecuador, we were part of the choir and all that. Like it was never a big deal, but it turns out we could we could hold a note. It yeah. was, but it was never a big deal to hold a note. It was just you just sang. Your father was a proficient musician. He clearly thrived on uh, playing music with the two of you. He started he started playing in trios in Colombia in the Estudiantinas, which were like a group of uh, guitar players, acoustic guitar players that were specialized in boleros and pasillos from Ecuador. Which is just an incredible, you know, form yeah, of music. Good. Incredible form of music. But again, I love that 
again, for people who don't speak Spanish, the fact that he was singing very serious songs and then you guys were singing <laughs> yeah. theme songs to cartoons from the 1980s. <laughs> yeah, 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 He-Man. Yeah. He was, they were singing He-Man He-Man, and the Masters uh, of the Universe. <laughs> the universe is protected by the power of Grayskull. Yeah, so we're singing and we feel it in my bone. I've felt it in my bones. And you guys were feeling it, I could tell. You yeah, were, like, I, I you were into it, yeah. yeah. That song, the first song that we sing, like, is a moment at two. That's from Karate Kid. We just, we oh, didn't wonderful. know the words. So we're just phonetically trying to imitate. Well, the, the it's whole a hum- hum- what I say in there is hummus and me. I, I was clearly hungry, like hum- I am right now. I was asking for some hummus, <laughs> hummus and me, so hummus to me, you know, that kind of thing. We do that here too for Spanish songs that people don't speak Spanish, and they're just kind of mouthed. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What's a classic one that people do? People just do that, and you're just like. If you ask them to add, they'll say arriba, arriba, or baila, bailamos. After a few shots of tequila. Exactly. Did you guys ever watch your father play in shows? Like, I mean, did you guys ever get a chance to see that side of him in a public sphere? No, not not that I recall. Maybe when before I was born. I don't know. But um, show no. But shows no. He was he was the the central figure around everybody would just surround him when he played guitar. yeah that I remember because you know that that actually didn't that, that actually never really stopped throughout our childhood in Ecuador or Venezuela or here we mm-hmm. kept doing all these family here, gatherings and because um, then when when Axel and I started picking up the guitar mm-hmm. for some reason because I I'm gonna say but when I started playing the guitar I noticed my father stopped playing the guitar actually mm-hmm. and then I, I think so and and so, yeah, we did have the gatherings, but now I had the guitar, and so mm-hmm, I was singing, mm-hmm. and my father would sing with me. But mm-hmm. I remember clearly, like, in the 80s, there was this party at home, and my mother kept asking, Maria Rosa, ¿te acuerdas? Toca Maria, play Toca Maria, Maria Rosa. Rosa. Toca Maria Rosa, It's this, yeah. this old song, Por aquí voy llegando, That's a touch, Maria, Mo- Señora, Maria Rosa. And then my father yeah, was playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the one, that's huh. the one, yeah. But he passed the torch to you. I think, exactly. you know, in a way, maybe he, maybe he was I, thinking, you know, you're the new man of the house now. <laughs> I, can, I can sing, I can still sing with you. But the you Lion got, King. You got, you talk a lot like that. You talk a lot like that, man. You talk a lot like that, man. Come here, you talk a lot like that. You talk, I'm going to chill. You talk a lot <laughs> Let's take a listen to another clip in here. Right. What other funny little uh, tidbits we can uncover? Kobe. Ah, ahora vamos a, a grabar la cinta que queda presentando a mis dos hijos queridos. Axel, el menor, Eric, el mayor. Ellos van a deleitarnos con sus magníficas voces y sus ocurrencias. Con ustedes Axel y Eric. Eric y Axel. Yo digo Axel y Eric y Eric. Eric y Axel. Bravo por ello. ¿Qué es el nuevo viejo? Habla. Tú me vas a matar. No, 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 no me vengas con eso. Así no. No, entonces no, no, así no. Nada de matadas ni de moridas aquí. Vamos a grabar las cosas. A ver tú que seas del hospital, de hospital, Axel, a ver. A ver eso. Vale. Ya, pues, ¿no querías grabar? ¡Habla! ¿Y por qué no le digo el celular? Bueno, se me enfermó mi esposa, ¿y por qué? Se me enfermó. Ya, espera, se me enfermó mi esposa, a ver. ¡Se me enfermó! 
something up on I'm the sure. edit. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. Shit. You don't know where the edit points are because you don't have any idea what they're saying. No, no. Todos, <laughs> cámara, acción. Okay, no. so that last we part. We did that. We cut it. We cut, because we had that tape from when we were kids. And then in 1988, or the Christmas of 1988, my mom gives you this radio yep. with a tape that you can record. And so Axel and I were like, we got to find a tape. So we find this tape and we cut mm-hmm. ourselves as kids and mm-hmm. we go into it. And then my father comes and is pissed off and like really mad that we did this yeah I, heartbroken yeah I, I, for years like, i was really like we should go back in time and, and uh, undo this but meanwhile our, our... he had so much much material anyway mm, exactly. but you were saying you know but our, our, our our explanation was we were st- still to this day we we said to him we should tell him like listen we checked and there was nothing in there. yeah we, we did check. there was a blank he's like no 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 you guys it was like bastards oh not my kids man get out of the house <laughs> 
I'm moving you to Jersey. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm, I'm recording over That's it. childhood I'm stuff you to with more childhood stuff. I'm still a kid. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> guitar with a head. So <laughs> no guitar in that clip, but there was plenty of, uh, you know, singing and yeah. sort that of. That was mostly accident. That yeah, that was, yeah, that was my father and me. As far as that's concerned, I... Uh, you can, well, Eric was mentioning before that you can hear the soccer game on, I think it was Channel 2 or Channel 10, either or. Five. Five. <laughs> oh, sorry. Five. 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 You guys had, at this point, you're still living in uh, Ecuador. This in is Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah. 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 That was my father's little television set. Well, to me, it was really huge. That was Panasonic. Panasonic. State of the art. We, we used to do the same. Control had two buttons. Two buttons. Channel up, channel down, volume up, channel off. down. Yep. No, now, no now, volume. No volume. It was no only two. Up and down and then turn it off. No oh, no, yeah, yeah. Interesting. You guys learned London Bridge's fault. When I was a kid, they, my parents taught me this song the same way. But I can tell you, guaranteed, my dad did not sing it to me. My dad. Interesting. No, he did not sing yeah, it. Yeah, hear the lyrics. Yeah. You can sing it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Where did my dad become Irish all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> you can sing it on your own. Go out there and hit each other in the face with sticks. <laughs> no, my dad, my dad was not a singer. And uh, I feel like I wish that I was more musically inclined that way. When you're in a musical household... You, you you pushed in that direction. You know, it's very rare where you'll have the, the parent who's a musician that goes, okay, kids, but, like, never touch an instrument, ever, and if I see you touching a piano, I'm going to break your fingers. Like, that's never, like, it's the opposite, always. Yeah. It's, like, did, always trying to encourage them. Did you inherit his voice? I have a deeper voice than him, and I've had a oh. deeper voice than him since I was, like, 13 or 14. <laughs> to the point where people would call up on the phone when I was a kid, and I would come on the phone, and they would think I was him. And if he picked up the phone, they would say, can I speak to your father? <laughs> oh, yes. And he used to get really angry. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, my father has a lisp. So he actually also sounds younger than me because he has a lisp, too. Mm-hmm. I never knew my father had a lisp until I was like 23. Because you don't hear it. Because right. it's just your father's it voice. Is. And then someone was like, Wah! and they like were imitating it one time. And I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm just doing your dad's voice. And I was just like, right. put him up, put him up, yeah, put him up. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, immediately I was like, all right, I'm going to wrap you right into Jack Johnson. <laughs> What's a lisp? <laughs> exactly. Dear, that's scandalous. What's a lisp? I wanted to ask the brothers, obviously, you were inspired and you were influenced by your father to play music. And... When it came time to play music, how did he respond? Was he more or less supportive? He was all for it. He was like, fuck yeah, do it. Hell yeah. That's my kid. I just sounded like Eric. (laughs) Well, actually, I'm very portable. Yeah. You know, it's funny. For you, Eric, I actually was hearing a lot of the way you sound in the way that your father was singing in the. You know what? Me too, buddy. Me too. I heard that voice and I'm like, holy crap, I think that's me singing a little bit. Not quite, but I could hear I could hear the similarity in those voices mm-hmm. in, the, in the timbre of it. That's insane. And your mother didn't play any music at all or ah. sing at all? My mother, my mother was, my, my, my mother's an interesting character. She was um, in a choir when she was a, a nun. Yes, she was a nun a in a convent in Colombia hmm. for eight Seven, eight years, I think. And after a while, she was just like, Yeah, yeah she said, oh, I'm going to break up with God. God I want to go to uh, no, <laughs> Noah in Mexico and sing with Juan Gabriel. <laughs> and she did. I know what that meant. Not but, at she, all. but she did. Man. And, and she was like the out of pitch. Yeah, she, she was, was tone deaf. All the time. Like, what, whenever what? she sang like, ah, la ro, ro, ni, ni, like she just couldn't sing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. I think she's faking it. Because my, my music teacher, my voice teacher, she used to say, if you can speak, you can sing. 
And you know what? Think about it. When somebody picks up the phone, right, I know it's you, not because of the way you're talking, but because of the timbre and the tone of your voice. So I can recognize tone. It's true. It's, it's that true. Everybody yeah, can. Yeah. So, uh, we could, yeah, but I mean, it's... it's you can it's identify matter, it, you can sing. It's, it's all a matter of if you have the musical skill to, to recognize pitch. There are people, I know people who are actually completely tone and pitch deaf. Like, they can... They can't hear it. They yeah. can uh, assimilate a C from, you know, a G, which is... Yeah, that would be my wife. That's just the way it is. It's just, uh, it's, I think it's a skill that, I don't know if you develop... I think yeah, like, you develop. It. I think you're yeah. right that it's, it, it takes the develop. ear. It takes the ear. Yeah, you have I mean, to be able to hear yeah. your own voice and then identify yeah. how to how to do it correctly. Right. You're not going to be Adele or whoever it is that you like. You're not going to be her, but you can True. sing to your kid wheels on the bus, doing a pretty good job. You know, like you can do that. Right. Well, so when you were kids, was your father ever hard on you about singing? Like, did he push you guys to get better, or if there was times that you weren't? Singing in a certain way, did he like try to hassle you about it? Was like, a hands off? No. Pretty much? Or no. No. Um, yeah, pretty. Well, for with me, he was very hands off. He was like, I was like, oh, I want to learn the guitar. He just drew the diagram of like C, A minor, D minor, G seven, F and E. Here's the song. Boom. Vaya. Listen. I don't know. With with me, it was more because he was different with, with both of us. When we first made it here to the states, he came with me to buy my first piano. Hmm. Oh wow! He bought me my first piano. He bought Amazing. me my first recording equipment. That's why I know what these cables are all about. <laughs> I know why you have an LED um, dock. Why you have a, a Dell instead of a you know? Why, why you have a Mac? Like, El- I know. Elon and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, my sister was a piano player growing up, so there was always piano playing going on in the house. And even when my grandmother would visit, who I never knew played the piano until she would visit every now and again, there was always piano playing in the house. Always. But not by me, because I was not musically proficient in the slightest. And yet you have a really nice voice, Alan. Well, singing is something I've always done, even with musical theater and all that. But I've never been able to master an instrument, even with the slight occasions that I would entertain it, like going to a piano lesson or, you know, trying to play a recorder and not getting into band, etc., etc. I guess it is daunting playing an instrument. I guess it could be daunting to look at a guitar. I I even try playing a guitar. I've never in my life picked up an instrument and actively tried to learn it, ever. When I tried playing guitar, it was certainly the most invested I ever got, and I learned how to play Blues Traveler and a Foo Fighters song. You know what? I'm wrong. When I was eight years old, my father taught me how to play Smoke on the Water. Smoke on the Water. And I remember going, bah, 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 and that's the only thing I ever used to know how to play. And it it was the best. Smoke on the Water. That's a good one. For being eight years old, too. Dude, when I was a little kid, I had great musical taste. Nice, <laughs> nice. downhill from yeah. eight. Yeah. No, honestly, there was a, there was the dark days. Everyone's got the dark days in their musical taste. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. For me, it was my uh, my my formative years, my teenage years, where. Uh, what about you, Axel? Uh, dark eight, dark days, and music, musical, a music that you taste? that you're ashamed to tell people you're a fan. I don't, I don't, I nobody don't know. Getting I, to a Nirvana tribute band uh, clearly had its uh, ups and downs. Well, Nirvana, Nirvana, tribute, tribute might be yeah. too uh, maybe cover. I think a tribute uh, was is a cover band. Nirvana we were cover a basement band. Nirvana cover band. Again. Oh, they were kids, it was a great, they were, but they were good. They were time. good. We were good. I yeah, mean, they I, were. Like, but then again, I, I started playing drums, and then I went, I transitioned to piano, which to me was similar to the drums. Because it's, it's I, a I string and a percussion yeah. instrument. No, they both you know? definitely correlate. They do correlate. Um, dark times, I don't know. I've had dark times in, in other aspects of life, but never music. Musically, <laughs> no. No, not music. Well, you guys are musicians, so what about I, um, maybe you're better off than, than, than us. Well, I, I, listen, don't know. I was into Metallic and Pantera and Biohazard and all that, and I wanted to play like Wear Black. 
and I wanted to get like those Metallica t-shirts and stuff. But you know what? I always wanted to, but then I didn't because everybody was wearing the Metallica t-shirts. That, and I don't want to. That's it. That's trends. Yeah. We never really followed any yeah, trends. Was, we like what we like. Yeah. You know? One time, I, this is an anecdote. My father picked up a t- uh, tape and it had the suicidal tendencies going on. <laughs> I remember suicidal tendencies. So he, he picks it up and, and it's clearly Eric's and our friend Nick actually made him a mixtape of all these different songs from suicidal tendencies to Biohazard to Iron Maiden to Metallica. Sure. A mixtape because they were in love. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. no. It's going love. <laughs> Is this love? That I'm feeling. Well, actually, in our bathroom, I just took a photo of it. I don't know if you'd seen it. I never saw it until just now, Alan. Have you seen that? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? In the about? bathroom of the radio station. No, I just took a photo uh, of it. It's amazing. It has to do with metal. It has to do with metal? You've is it, se- have you not does seen it say, this? Does the toilet say metal up your ass? Wow, no. That would be awesome. Just put a sticker. That's a metal like sticker in the, in, the, in the actual toilet bowl that says no. metal up your Here ass. Here it says, look, it says... Employees must carve Slayer into forearms before returning to work. That's awesome. <laughs> Devil. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to listen to metal and stuff like that, and I don't think of that as a dark taste. I think of the dark days when I listened to new metal. You know what I'm talking about? And you metal. Yeah, new metal, yeah. Like, uh, That's by around the time System of, of a Emo. Down. Like, some, yeah. sometime, yeah. Oh, I love System of a Down. I love, I love them. That was and, 15 uh, years ago. They, they came out with yeah. Toxicity. And mm-hmm. then I think I talked about this in another episode, how I used to really listen to a lot of Linkin Park. And that's like, it's... It, I feel shame. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't into Linkin Park, I, but not because of anything. I just, it just didn't reach me. System of a Down. My God. remember that? What was that? The last album? It was a double album, or it was like a double album. It was one CD and then the next one. Turned yeah. on CDs here. Yeah, I remember that. CDs, yeah, I remember that. And it was, but it was mostly the guitar. Heck, we can just talk about System of a Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. going back to the suicidal tendency tape, my father picks up the tape and reads through the names, the titles of the songs. And reads out loud to Eric, Eric, ¿qué es esto que estás escuchando? ¿Qué es esto? Suicico motherfucker, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? this Suicico motherfucker. Don't take no shit from no one. Kids, damn kids, listen to all this Which suicide music. Me? Maybe around the same time of Linkin Park, there was a band called Tattoo, T-A-T-U, yes. the two I'm lesbian familiar. girlfriends. Yep. I think that was the slightest dark age. I love that song. I don't know why. All the she says, all the she says, do it to my head, do it to my head, do it to my head. This is not enough. But I think of that song and I think of my cousin Alejandro in Colombia. Every time we hear that song. But I don't... Yeah, it's associative. Yeah. yeah. I think of Alejandro whenever I see two lesbians all the time as well. Yeah. Because he looks like a lesbian. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why. I'm liking this banter. We should hear what 1989 has to offer. I'm feeling... All right. 89. I'm feeling saucy, gentlemen. 1989. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Tal vez allá en la infancia su voz de alondra tomó ese tono oscuro de callejón. 
¿O acaso aquel romance que solo vive cuando se pone triste? Con el alcohol, Malena canta el tango, con voz de sombra, Malena tiene pena. Te va Unión, ¿dónde estás corazón? No oigo tu palpitar, es tan grande el dolor que no puedo llorar. La quería yo tanto y se fue para no recordar. Deja la tierra mía, bajo tu cielo, bajo tu cielo. Quiero morirme un día con tu consuelo, con tu consuelo. Y oír el canto de oro de tus campanas cantando en oro. No sé si al contemplarte al regresar, sabré reír o llorar. Adiós, pampa mía, me voy. Pampa querida, adiós, pampa querida, adiós, pampa querida, adiós. ¡Bravo! Eso fue un popurrito tan nacer ancianos y van enniñeciendo a través de la vida los americanos y nacen convencidos que no hay nadie en el mundo que sea más importante que los americanos Napoleón para ellos fue un señor italiano que organizó la cosa sin americanos. Tan más que seguros que no hubiera perdido Waterloo con la ayuda de los americanos. Si conocen la historia, no es por haber leído, sino es por haberla visto en el cine. Americano Con grandes escenarios Y música clásica Y díganme a 
对呀，怎么办？我说说，没搞懂，我呀呀呀呀呀呀呀！啥玩意儿嘛？说，哎，阿克，我拿到 stress， 没搞懂，没搞懂，我呀呀呀呀呀呀！阿克，啥玩意儿嘛？Esto ha sido todo. Esto en nuestra radio, la locura guasmeña, frecuencia modulada. Seguiremos con más chistes, música. Y entretenimiento. La gran sorpresa que va a composicionar a todos en el siguiente lado de este cassette vamos a tener la mejor radionovela que todas, más que de Broadway primera, segunda, tercera, cuarta, quinta parte. Nuestra nueva radionovela es Quiero casarme, pero el negro no puede. Mami, ¿qué será lo que tiene el negro? Pero recuérdenlo, en el otro lado. And I believe we heard two different songs in there, and、mm-hmm. then、um, the, the years spanned、uh, three different years. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was one, it was one, <clears throat> one full song. The the verses were in eighty eight. The hook. In 1990, which was 89, and the other one's 90. Okay, okay, start start over. There was two songs. All right, I'll start with. I'll do the tango. I'll do the tango. So the tango is actually 89, and it's like a popular Ah, tango. Like Malena canta el tango is a song that I did with a sixth grade chorus for somebody's graduation. I'm doing the harmony part because I was part of the harmony. Yeah, so that's why it sounds really weird. And also, I'm sick, so every time I'm like Malena canta el tango, pause. The next one is a song by Piero, Los Americanos, which、uh, the Americans, the Americans. Basically, the verses were recorded by us in 1989. But us being mischievous, like cool kids we were in Ecuador, we will record the hooks or the choruses in 1990, pressing stop or pressing pause and recording our voices、oh、along with the song. So it's like 88 the the, the verse, 1990 or 1991 the choruses and the hooks. It was you were you, you, you were mu- Music collagists. I, I I was Scott Bakula. In- <laughs> you know This is what it is. I think Axel and I just really wanted to record, but we didn't want to ruin it, so we would just like pick little places where like doobie doobie. We just wanted to record all the time. It was great. But always, oh, always, and, 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 and all fun, and we're very strategic about our Clearly. execution. You know. But two Argentinian songs, and then you mentioned Eric that this was actually on the threshold of leaving Ecuador. Yeah. yeah. So where it's the End when we we come in blah 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 blah. Y está las noticias. That's 1991 already, and we're doing、mm. a little bit of a skit with、uh, Hulk Hogan. Remember, there used to be the, the Hulk Hogan cartoon a long time、mm. ago. So What? 91. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the clip was <laughs> indicative of kids that were one、uh, clearly ahead of their time in、uh, tape collaging, and uh-huh, also uh-huh.、Um, you know you、Clear. had a little bit of、uh, certainly. Indicative childlike imagination sprinkled in there, but、Ooh. the fact that you were singing two Argentinian songs and going back and changing and like hel- and fixing it and perfecting it, fixing, fixing, <laughs> strategically do- do- executing, doctoring the, the tape. Art. 
This is brilliant. Well, when thank I, you. It's the first time I ever hear that look, from, look, look. Uh, from there. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be real here. It would be very difficult for me in my Danziger Zone days when I had my own recording series. And I was, like, creating my own tapes. And if I felt like I needed to go back and re-edit something that I said, it would be really difficult for me to execute something like that without making it sound clearly blatantly obvious that I went through puberty. This one, <laughs> you don't think this was? I, that's what I heard. I'm like, oh my god! It's pretty subtle. Yeah, I, it's not obvious. It's not as obvious. Así somos tú y yo. Somos subtles. Somos bien sutiles. I was watching we're your faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching your faces. I was like, what, what? What happened? Oh my god! It bounced a year. I'm like, <laughs> it didn't sound much yeah, different. I believe just... you. I just can't believe that it would sound much different. At any rate, it brings us to today. We're still doing music. You're still doing music. I'm still doing recording. You're we're still, still performing. Because of those tapes, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Think about it. In, in retrospect, you think about it. And the way we spontaneously crafted oh, those yeah. shows brought us to the who we are today. Well, that's really. why your father you recorded know? those tapes for you. He wanted you and to come back and listen to them. Yeah, and this, exactly. is, uh, this is what our show is all about. And this is tapes leading people to a room. To talk about them, man. I mean, it's like yeah. I say, I had a tape. I had one tape. My tape didn't lead me here, but, it, you know, we, it, we you know, all, it all came to the point it where did. people stop being polite and start being real. <laughs> real world. The real world. That's That's the free. Brooklyn. Brought to you by Grandma's Sexy Little Secret. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. So, we have a special treat for our Lost and Rewound listeners. Our friend here, Eric, in the studio with a guitar, and his brother Axel are going to to play on Radio Free Brooklyn a little ditty for you. Musica, musica, musica. But I don't know anything about what they're going to do, so you got to lead it in and introduce it. No problem. Um, I was thinking I was going to do an original song. Uh, I wrote this a bit ago. It's in Spanish. I'm not going to sing in English. Is that right with you guys? Uh, It's totally cool. We prefer it. Okay, okay. Okay. Eric Barragon and Axelito on Lost Around Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Y con ustedes, señores y señores, El segmento más esperado de la noche, Eric cantando Me sacas de quicio mujer, aquí en Más Música. So. <risa> El amor que devora intestinos me tiene flaco y tirado, sin fervor a incompletos destinos. Mi corazón apagado Y ay, ay, ay Van que robarme el corazón Son, son Si mi latiendo está Y ay, ay, ay Van que robarme el corazón Son, son Si mi latiendo está Me matas Me asesinas Me sacas de quicio, mujer Me matas me asesinas, me sacas de quicio, mujer. Ya no sé qué hacer, ya no sé qué hacer. Tu voz tiene un eco eterno que retumba en mi piel. La gana que te tengo Por ti me sapo de un riel Y ay, ay, ay Pa' que robarme el corazón Son, son 
si ni la tienda está ya 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 y pa que robarme el corazón son son si ni la tienda está me matas me asesinas me sacas de quicio me matas me asesinas me sacas de quicio, mujer. Ya no sé qué hacer, ya no sé qué hacer. Me matas, me asesinas. Me sacas de quicio, mujer. Me matas, me asesinas. Me sacas de quicio, mujer. Ya no sé qué hacer, ya no sé qué hacer. That was a song that you wrote. See, that was fantastic, oh. man. That was awesome. May I may I do a shameless plug here? Yeah, of course. Well, we're, we're, we were going to get to that, <laughs> oh, man. Yes. We love I shamelessness. Jump that gun. You're, so you're, that. It's okay. Plenty of guns being jumped. Better to <laughs> jump them. Uh, and when did you write that song? Uh, I think last year. And what inspired you to write that song? Ooh, just you know, just I don't have to say it. <laughs> it's about um, it's about a woman that gets in your head and drives you crazy. Me sacas de quiso mujer means woman, you're driving me crazy. Right. What is the songwriting process for you, Axel? Would you say that you and Eric are similar in the way that you prepare a song, or do you have different styles? I honestly can't answer that question. I, I don't know. I know that Eric writes in a completely different way. I have my own specific way of doing it. I don't come up with chords right away. It's either a melody that hits my head, and that's it. And then uh, the chords come out, and then I put the lyrics on top of that. But mainly it comes out of drumming on the air. That's where it come out. The melodies come out of drumming in the air. That's one way of doing it. I don't know. I don't know how Eric does it. I, I, we haven't really spoken about it. No, I guess we're Eric, at, uh, Well, you guys were in a band, and for full disclosure, I have known both Eric and Axel for about seven, eight years now. And oh, that's true. Yeah, Holy crap. But when, when I, but <laughs> that's insane. As mentioned earlier in the show, when I introduced you guys, New Madrid was a project that the two of you were in together. I imagine yeah. this was not the first time you were in a band together. The fact that him and I have been writing songs for years, we will always tell each other, Eric, I have this great new song that you have to hear. But we will come in and show it to each other, already processed, already written, already with a specific map, or specific or non-specific idea, depending what you want to write about, write about. But we would come and show each other the final product after that. Like we will go separately and write. Even in New Madrid, we'll go out separately and we'll come back and say, oh, okay, I got this song. Mm -hmm. Oh, what do you think? Oh, it's yeah, killer. I, I, love second, it. I second yeah. that emotion. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You still have that brotherly thing where you hear each other's songs and then you, <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy, he's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> if your father was here today, what do you think he would say with regards to the way that you guys have matured and evolved as musicians? No, he will slap me in the head. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say my father would be impressed. Yeah. yeah. He would be impressed. Yes. I, I am sure. And that the two I'm of you sure guys are still working together in some capacity to uh, yeah. work off of each other's oh, certainly mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. creativity. We still attend each other's shows. I don't know if my father even imagined that I would still be playing drums or even singing <laughs> at the same time because it's freaking grueling. I think he would be impressed. Tap, yeah. tap, motherfucker. 
you know? <laughs> but not even, not even impressed about uh, any goals achieved. Or, well, maybe yes, those. But forget that. I'm talking about he'd be impressed. Musically, he'd be impressed. He would sit down and go like, whoa. Because the song I played, I'm not saying it's the best song. I'm not saying anything. I love this song. So it is the best, right? <laughs> but the guitar. Dun, 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 dun. Like, I remember when I couldn't do that on the guitar. And I wonder if my father ever learned to do that in the guitar. Like, that's playing bass. and dun, 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 dun. That's like a little... So he would be impressed. I think he would be. Yeah, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, I'm sure that he was probably impressed with musicality. And yeah. if he liked the song and he listened to it. And the way that you were talking before about how he was supporting you and stuff, this, I'm sure he would have just yeah. heard you and just, you know, his heart would have just filled with warmth. That the both of you are still making music and being able to collaborate with one another is probably something that he never even expected. And it, it exceeded at his all. expectations. And he, But he did get to see... He saw us perform. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. He saw me... Yeah. He saw, yeah. When was that? 2000, uh, 1999, he 2000. He came to the album room. That's awesome. He came to the album room. ¿En serio? Claro. That's, that's awesome. That's really no. cool. That's, that's sí. so cool. Wow, ¿En serio? Claro. ¿Y yo fui? Claro. Yo no me acuerdo. <laughs> there's no elbow room left anymore. No, there's no elbow room. There's no CBGBs. Oh, my, no. Where can people see you perform? All right. I have a weekly gig on Fridays at this place called Champignon on Chelsea, and that's at 207th Avenue between... 21st and 22nd. I play there with a friend of mine who also plays guitars, and we do originals, and certainly we do a lot of covers because we play for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. People come in, the bar is nice, it's all good. Just come on over. Mm -hmm. And then just go to my website. You can go to Ericito Musica.blogspot.com. S-I-T-O Musica.blogspot.com. They can find me on Facebook. You can find find you. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll promote you guys. Don't worry. worry. What about you, Axel? Basically, um, you can find me starting on the 27th of September at Pulqueria, which is in Chinatown. It's a real nice Mexican restaurant. Uh, me and a couple of friends are going to be the house band. We're going to be playing cover music as well as original music. I won't be doing drums. I'll be doing just vocals. So it's going to be weird. Well, we're in a good sense. And uh, I'm finalizing a couple of shows. I have The Bitter End coming up. I have Rockwood Music Hall coming up. Excellent. South 4 which is also in Brooklyn. I'm doing an acoustic set on the 28th of September. And do you have a website as well that people can go to? Yes, I have a bunch. I have a Facebook.com. You can find me on Facebook.com slash Axel Music with a K or Axel Music with a C. I have my personal and my artist page and also SoundCloud.com forward slash Axel Ito. That's Axel underscore I-T-T-O. You can find me there, find my music there, listen to it, and like it. Axel and Eric on Thank Lost you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you guys yeah. so much for coming through. Thank oh, you very much. We really, really appreciate fun, it. Man. We really appreciate this it. Has been, this has been a treat and a half. and um, It's I, full circle for us. Now we're listening to this and talking about this. Who would have thought? That's what we're here for. We'll be back in a little bit to wrap things up. Lost and Rewound. Before we go, we want to remind you, Celebrate National Public Lands Day is happening with a family-friendly volunteer cleanup that fights beach garbage Saturday, September 24th at 10 a.m. 
Join Radio Free Brooklyn along with NYCH2O at Plum Beach to protect precious marine habitat and salt marsh. After the cleanup, naturalist Mickey Cohen will lead a hands-on marine ecology adventure, and volunteers will see Jamaica Bay's creatures up close. To sign up for the Plum Beach cleanup, please visit nych2o.org. That's nych2o.org, and Plum Beach is located at Exit 9 off the Belt Parkway. Off that parkway. Off that parkway. Make sure that no kids step on dirty needles. This is what we're all about here at Radio Free Brooklyn. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us here on this go-around. Tune in next week for another edition of this rabble-rousing journey down the lanes of tapes. (laughs) Another thrilling adventure next time on Lost and Rewound. comes out in the Goonies are not enough video with Cindy Lauper with the rubber band Captain Lou Albano yeah okay. Captain Lou Albano okay. who did the uh, Super I, Mario I, Brothers I... Super Show as Mario yeah yes. wow oh snap pulling it out of left field do the Mario swing your arms from I've side to side Nintendo. come on everybody go do uh, the Mario you got it that's just that is absolutely Lou Albano I've been Nintendoed <laughs> <laughs>